for a beautiful day that he has given us. Let's appreciate him and bless his name. I said, Lord, we are grateful for your mercies. We are grateful for your love. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you. If we say we should thank him, please open your mouth and thank him and appreciate him sincerely. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this evening. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, we are grateful, super grateful to be alive. And we thank you for your work in our lives. We ask that today again be a day of blessing and that you surprise every one of us with your miracle. Help us to live a happy and a fulfilled life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And he said, say, a resounding amen. Please be seated. We appreciate you. Can you greet at least five people and welcome them gladly to church this evening and say you are welcome. You are looking good. God bless you. Hallelujah. And we appreciate if all of us can stand for now on the blue chair. Leave the plastic chair for those people that are still coming or that we are still expecting. May the Lord bless you as we obey in Jesus' name. Let's adjust to the blue chair for now and leave the rest chair for people that will be joining us later. You are blessed and we thank God for your life. Brother Shane of Jikuhead, some of you don't know that Brother Shane is working with the college right now, gave birth with his wife, gave birth to a bouncing baby boy yesterday. A wonderful, handsome brother gave birth to a bouncing baby boy. Brother Shane, stand up and shout hallelujah. <laughs> it is your voice that I want to hear. Because the voice is coming out louder and better now than yesterday. The wife is doing well. The baby is doing well. They are with the grandma and the grandpa in a kitty. Okay, if they release the baby and the mother for us for the name, we will do it here. If not, we'll be saying, hello, baby. Praise God. Somebody say, God is good to us. Now say it where God is good to me. Turn to your neighbor and say, is your God good to you? If you know God is good, come and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Alright, this month uh, uh, it appears to me that is he ending like that? I thought I still have another Sunday. But my wife brought my testimony. I said, last Sunday was the last Sunday. That when you move into the next Sunday service is October. I said October 1st. Ah, very close. October is wonderful. October is my birthday, so I know uh, I was still waiting that maybe it's going to move a little bit higher. All right. It has been a wonderful month indeed. God has been faithful to us. We have one of our brothers from Orilio, who am I right? Oh, yeah, come. Come, let me give you confidence. Give him a powerful mic. Take the mic. You are welcome to this family. Thank you, sir. Oh yeah, shout hallelujah for them to hear your voice. Hallelujah. Okay, yesterday we had about, how many students, how many of you came yesterday? About 50 students 
from Rilioru local government. So they are resuming, and we thank God for his life. God bless you. You enjoy the family by God's grace. And God will give you success in Jesus' name. You are reading what? Mathematics and... Co- Is anyone reading that course here in 200 or 300 level? So that I can hand him over to you immediately. What is a Sheyi reading? Mascom. Okay, Sheyi is your sugar papa. <laughs> okay, we help you. Actually, Sheyi has been uh, given the job of tutorial. He's employed for tutorial. He'll be teaching you tutorial. So you must graduate with distinction. Because it will teach and teach until you are very loaded with that course. So he's doing mass computer. So when he enter, just say, say he womare, babare. Praise the Lord. So be your mentor. Cool-headed guy, very intelligent. So it's good you follow him. And I can assure you, you follow him well, you will do well. And God bless you in Jesus' name. Say another amen. Okay. Third John, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. We are talking about divine fulfillment, living a fulfilled life, a happy life, a blessed life, a good life, a life of testimony. That is the will of God for your life. Are you hearing me now? Okay, look at it. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in earth. Even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testify, testify of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Please, I like you to concentrate. Apostle John say, above all things, it is important that you prosper and have a good earth. These are the two major things that Pastor Paul talk about. He said, I'm praying for you above all things that anybody may pray for. You are praying for job. You are praying for connection. You are praying for help. You are praying to be in the right location. He said, above all things. The summary of above is above. Above all things. Prosper and be in it. As your soul is prospering. If you are born again, your spirit man is regenerated. You are born again. And your soul is prospering. He said, let it move into your physical being. Prosper and be in good health. So when he asks you, how are you? And you say, I'm fine. You are not just saying it by faith. You are having testimony of God's goodness at work in your life. Not coming to church with a morose face. But coming to church with a heart full of joy. And a heart that is loaded with testimony. And that is a reality in Christ. Except you are deceiving yourself that you want to play religion. This is the standard of the Bible. I wish above all things that you prosper. Prospering means doing well financially. Doing well when it comes to material things. And be in good earth. Good earth is good earth. Best frame of mind. Be in good earth. Even as your soul is prospering. You say, I do not have a greater joy until I hear this thing above you. There is no father, there is no pastor that loves to pastor a Hawkward church. You know, one of the things I look at seeing this is when I look at the picture of members of the church of any country, is how happy are they? 
Are they doing well? If the gospel is working, it also show in the way that you look. You see, I don't have any other joy other than you walk in the truth and the truth of the gospel is manifesting in you. In other words, you are producing testimony with it. I'm happy that you are here, that you are coming. But I will be happier if you have testimony about the goodness of God at work in your life. And I pray that above all things, in your life, you will prosper. You will live in good health. You will walk in the reality of the gospel of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. What does it mean to live a fulfilled life as if I'm just surrounding up? Is to walk in the grace of Jesus. Walk in the grace. There is the grace gospel. There is the law gospel. The grace gospel supply. He never put a demand upon a man that has nothing to pay. The grace gospel is that as you believe it, you receive it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 talking about the grace of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. What does he say? Look at what he says. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. Verse 8. Okay. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. And that is not of yourself. It is what? The gift of God. Verse 9. Not of work. Lest any man should boast. He's talking about grace here. He said your salvation come by grace. Not because you have worked faithfully. That's why you are saved. For by grace you have been saved. And if this truth is established in your heart. Every other thing you will need to be fulfilled is grace. Apostle Paul says I am what I am by the grace of God. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 says the Lord will surround the righteous with his favor. So the only way to be fulfilled is to trust in the grace of Jesus. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law. You are under grace. Romans chapter 8 verse 5. Verse 8 verse 9. Put on Romans chapter 5 verse. Chapter 8 verse 5. Romans chapter 8 verse 5. What does Romans? For those who live according to the flesh. Shed their mind on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit. The things of the spirit. Continue to verse, to, to verse 8. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Verse 8. So then, those who are of the flesh cannot please God. Continue, continue. I'm going to turn. But ye are not of the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, it's not of his. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of grace. They work for you. The spirit of Christ is the spirit. It's not about work. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Under the grace of Jesus, he work things for you. He work for you. He help you. He sustains you. You are blessed because of his effort, because of his blessing. You are not struggling to be blessed 
Because what you have received thus far does not depend on you. It depended on Christ. That's why God is going to finish it. When we entered the month of September, the month of fulfillment, there were some things I was expecting to manifest because I've received a promise that is going to manifest. So I pray. I say, Lord, let it come to pass what you have said. And God said to me, because the beginning of the promise was not because of my efforts. It come as a result of promise and love of God. He's going to bring it to pass. What God has started in your life by grace, you cannot conclude it by the work of the law. It can only be perfected by his grace. If you are alive and heads today by his grace, the same God that kept you up to this month, it will keep you up to the end of the year. It will keep you throughout your life. Galatians chapter 2 verse 21. I do not allow the grace of God over my life to be in vain. I pray that the grace of Jesus over your life will not be in vain in Jesus name. You have to walk by the grace of God. Dwelling in the grace of God. Believing that the grace of God is available to perfect whatever he has started in your life. Let me turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor. God will take care of me. He will perfect his will concerning me. What he has started, he will finish it. He will not abandon me halfway. In the name of Jesus. If you believe, say the loudest. Amen. If you believe, say the loudest. Amen. What God has started in your life, may he perfect it in Jesus' name. What am I talking tonight? Dwell in the grace of God. Believe the grace gospel and walk under the grace of God. Don't put yourself under the demand gospel that will be frustrating to you. And I pray God will help you in the name of Jesus. Okay, Romans chapter 8 again, verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage. Say, I have not received. I can't hear you. Or have you received that? Say again, say, I have not received. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, I don't know about you. Me, I have not received. Oh. The spirit of bondage again to fear, but I have received the spirit of adoption by whom I cry out, Abba, Father. Do you know so many people are living in fear without knowing? Even when they walk around, they will be afraid. So many of you are living in fear. One of my people gave birth in Ikeno and uh, they are doing the name today. So I went and I was asking about one of my sisters. Why is she not here? He said, I said, if God can keep people that are coming from Ibadan to Ikeno, somebody that's coming from the is dreaming. But my brother is not born against me. Ah, I'm going to I want to marry now. What I see now, I'm going to You you use your inner to put yourself inside bondage. You believe something that is erroneous, and you live a life of fear. You are living in bondage all the days of your life, living in fear, because we have refused to believe the grace gospel, that grace work. You are serving days and time, touch not. Eat not, travel not, do this not. So even where you are sleeping, you are not sleeping. 
Because you use all the night instead of sleeping to pray because of fear. And some people like that. They are never happy. They are casting demons even in their own sitting room. Demons is everywhere, even in their bedroom. Every cockroach that flies is a demon. They are never happy. Psalm 127 verse 1 to 3. Let's read Psalm 127 verse 1 to 3. You have not received the spirit of bondage. You have the spirit of adoption. The spirit of grace. That says God is my father. And because God is my father, I have inheritance with God. God is going to perfect everything concerning me. The word of God that is said concerning me must come to pass. God will not disappoint me. God loves me. If God can love unbeliever, he must love me. Can God love someone that is smoking cigarettes more than you? Why should an unbeliever be happier more than you? Why should they be saying they have testimony? And you don't have. Why should they be smiling that they are special? And you feel that you are not special. You look as if you are not a special person. You don't smile. Unbelievers are smiling around you. They say, can't you see that God is good? But you that you call yourself a Christian, you are living a morose life. Psalm 127, verse 1 to 3. Let's quickly read it. It's talking about grace also. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor in fame will build it. Unless the Lord guide the city, the watchman stay awake in fame. Verse 2. It is fame for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to hear the bread of sorrow. For so he gives his beloved sleep. I've read first translation to you in this church. What does he say? God works for his own. Even while they are sleeping. While you are sleeping tonight, may the Lord work for you. That is what it means to live a life of grace. Not a life of karakata. You allow God to organize miracle for you. You pray and allow God to work things out for you. If God is carrying your body, stop carrying your own body. Let him have his way. Cast all your cares on him. For he cares for you. Because you cannot by your own labor hard a little bit span to your own lifespan. Live a life of... That's how to be fulfilled. Because you can never work hard enough for everything you need in life. You need the grace of God. Galatians 2 again. 20 to 21. I can go on and on and talk about what grace does for you. Grace gospel removes condemnation from you. Give you a peaceful heart. Even when they say the devil is coming. You say my God is available. He will fight my battle for me. I'm more than conqueror through whom that loves me. Because God loves me, I will enjoy the blessing. Look at what he says. We are still going to read another one. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in my flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Watch it, verse 21. It's talking about the life of grace. A life that is loved must be protected. I do not set aside the grace of God. I don't say what is grace. Grace is constantly at work in my life. That's why I'm fulfilled and happy. When I'm traveling, I trust the grace of God that will take me there. When I get there, I trust the grace of God. It will bring me back. When I sleep, I trust the grace of God will wake me up. When I need money, I trust that God will bring supernatural grace to supply to me. It's not that I don't work because I trust in the grace. Every opportunity that I see, I work things, but allow God to perfect what I am working. I believe in God's grace. I believe in grace factor. 
I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness come through the law, then Christ's death is in faith. If everything you have to do, you have to do it like unbeliever to hand the favor of God, then why are you claiming that you are born again, that Jesus died for you? If Jesus died for you, you be an heirs of Christ. Somebody is saying, join what he has not worked for. That's what it means. Christ's death must not be in vain. He died so that you can be blessed. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. What does he say? You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, but for your sake, he became poor. So that you, through his poverty, might become rich. He came to give you grace. He took your crisis, your family background. He took your sin and your condemnation upon himself so that you can enjoy grace. What people say you are not worthy to receive, you receive it. So stop talking about your background story. It doesn't matter. It does not add up here. There's a grace factor when you give your life to Christ. The, the, the local government chairman that is a student, he said, all over the internet, all around the people are saying, ah, how did you do it? That you get connected to the school that they were willing to partner with you. He said, it is grace. And the name of the school is Grace. That it is, everybody says it is Grace. Everywhere they are celebrating him. He said it is Grace. It is Grace that is working for him. My brother said to me this morning, anytime I enter this compound, I see Grace. He said, I wish my father was alive to see what Grace can do. Because it doesn't have to come by background. It's about the Grace of God at work in your life to produce results. Look at it again. Romans chapter 8 verse 39. Romans chapter 8 verse 39. Look at what it says. Romans chapter 8 verse 39. Okay, let's read verse 38. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principality, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, no depth, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. You are beloved of God if you are in Christ. If you are beloved, then you must enjoy grace. You can't live an ordinary life as a beloved of Christ. If actually you know what it means to be born again, you will be rejoicing in hope. You will be rejoicing that you are born again. Because eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What God has prepared for you. Your future can be ordinary. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. Put on Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. Everything about the scripture in the New Testament is talking about the grace of God. The grace factor working for you. Irrespective of what you have suffered, irrespective of who you are, irrespective of your certificate, when you walk under grace, you live a fulfilled life. Grace is the only thing that can guarantee fulfillment for you. Grace. It doesn't matter every mountain you are facing right now, you shout grace to it. And the Bible says you are going to have victory. Look at what it says To the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He has made us accepted and the beloved. Turn to your neighbor. I am the beloved of God. 
So grace must work for me. I am not ordinary. I am special to God. So I must live a special life. Nobody can pity me. People are forced to envy me. Because I am loved by God. And there is nothing you can do about it. Come on, shout hallelujah. If you are loved, you must enjoy grace. You can't say you are beloved and your life is full of crisis. How will it be known that you are a special child of God when you lack grace? At every point that you are thinking about an issue, grace should manifest. That what, that's a sign that grace is at work. God, and I'm thinking about how to get enough money to settle this problem. And as we are thinking, a phone call will just ring. That's the way it happens in my life. That's the life I'm living. Daddy, I'm just thinking about something right now. Can we do it this way? And it will turn my thought into laughter. I started rejoicing. Because where I thought there was no way, ways will come. Ideas will come. And I say, that is exactly what I'm thinking about right now. Because grace is speaking. I sat down here when we were building this building. And there were no people who were walking on the rail. And I was thinking, how are we going to perfect this building now? What we need now is to paint the building. And the aluminum man, as if he was reading my thoughts, asked me, Daddy, kilo kumbilena. I said, I want painting. I had thought about it before he asked me. Five minutes after somebody driving, and said, Sir, what do you want me to do for this building? I said, Paint it. He said, Consider it done. And those boys stopped what they are doing. You just told us now that's what you did. That's grace at work. Where you are helpless, help come. Where you are disappointed, faith for sure, and create a door for you. Where people think they are going to mock you, God is making way for you. When people are thinking that you are going to be stranded, God opened another door. And all of a sudden they are surprised. They say, ah, this one is not an ordinary person. God is the one that is helping him. People are thinking they are going to mock you and laugh at you. Say, let's see what he's going to do. They are going to be selling their cars. But you are buying another one. Despite the price of oil, God is opening doors for you. Massive doors. You look at your pocket, seems like you are empty. But God is supplying money. Because grace is working and making all things to work together for your good. It is grace that guarantees fulfillment. That is why I say you must walk under the grace gospel. Embrace the grace of Jesus. Otherwise you don't waka waka and struggle struggle and die. Because no man can work hard for everything that he needs in his life. You can never work hard for everything that will make you a fulfilled person. Oh, they gave you a, ba- ba- a baton race. You have won your race. You now give the rest baton to God. Say, Grace, finish up the work. Oh. I've done all I need to do. Help me to live a fulfilled life and be a happy life. And have a happy life. And God will do it. Because the grace of God is at work. He said, because so then, Romans chapter 9 verse 16, it is not of him that will let. It is not of him that run it. But it's of God that does what? May he show mercy on you. May you walk under the grace gospel and enjoy supernatural grace. I'm praying for somebody tonight. May your life be a testimony of grace. When they ask, what are you doing? They say, ah, it is grace. This is the handiwork of my God. You can't be in abundant grace church and you are disgraced. Something must be wrong with you. 
you must enjoy grace. You must see the handiwork of God at work. Where you are limited, the grace of God must pull you out and make you somebody. Number one way to live a fulfilled life is to walk under the grace of God all the days of your life. And if for any reason you are limited or you are stranded or things are not working very well, I'm happy for you because that's the best way grace works. He said three times I prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength. In other words, my grace is made perfect where you are weak. He said, even when I am weak, I will boast about my weakness so that the grace of God will be available to me. Somebody say, you are stupid. Say, thank God. That's why I need this wisdom. And he will use your life as a testimony to surprise others who are saying you are, you are stupid. They will now say, ah, you are wise. Because the grace of God will surprise you. To live a fulfilled life, you must walk under the grace of God so that you not be disgraced. And I pray that the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I am not under the law. I am under grace. The grace of Jesus will work for me because I'm under the grace gospel. The grace of God will make things work for me at the right time, at the right place. Divine timing will work for me in the name of Jesus. Say the loudest, amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 11. We are talking about working under grace. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 11. Also talking about grace at work. Ecclesiastes 9, 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the sift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. No evil will happen to you in Jesus' name. May you enjoy good timing. May you enjoy divine arrangements. All things will work together for your good. In the name of Jesus, all this Baba month, you have testimony of big harvests. I like that your amen. No sorrow will come near your dwelling. None will die in your family. The Lord will keep them safe. Grace of God will do it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Walk under the grace and you'll be fulfilled. Okay, number two to walk, to live a fulfilled life is to live a life of thankfulness. You cannot be fulfilled until you are thankful. And you know, some of us, even in church, we are ungrateful. We live a life of entitlement. There is nothing that you have that you have not received. And nobody say you are entitled to anything. Look, and I'm telling you with all seriousness. If you pray and God does not answer, there is nothing you are going to do. Absolutely nothing. So the fact that he answered, you must be thankful. Because it does not hold you to be on the throne. So of you, the way you behave, you are behaving as if uh, God holds you something. That's why it's called God. If I stop worshipping him, he will be less God. God will never be less God if you are no longer in church. Stop your stupidity. Stop it. Because you have an entitlement. God told you one time, he said anyone that is not grateful cannot be great. There is no point fighting over them. If you are in church and you are not grateful for what God is doing in your life, you will always be small. The easiest way to live a fulfilled life is to have the spirit of thankfulness at all times. 
And you know, it amazes me how some unbeliever can be thankful. One parent came to me, called me two days ago, and was saying, I want to thank you for my daughter. I said, which one? He said, she graduated this year. And she graduated well. I want to thank you for the way you took care of her. I said, was it in the old He said, no. She was coming from town. But the way she finished, I'm so happy. She was thank you. I said, I've had. The next morning, he called me again. Ah. I said, for Abigail, I'm happy. Thank you for thanking me. In the evening, he came with wine. With the daughter. I said, come on. These are things that people will receive with free and they will never thank you for it. Never thank you. Came with original Veneta wine. I want to thank you that my daughter passed through this school and passed successfully. I want to say I'm very grateful. He said the first time I saw her result, I said, ah, I born for marking And I said, thank you that you said that. Because that same morning, another parent called me. I don't understand your school. My daughter had 16 carry over. 16. He said, how can somebody carry 16 carry over as he cannot go for teaching practice? And my wife said, it is not one semester carry over. It is carry over. First semester under level. Some carry over. <laughs> Second semester. Carry over. 200 the first semester. When they now calculate everything, she's having 16. He said, ah, I don't think I should waste my money. If somebody can face 16 in two years, the next one year, how many, how many courses will fail? Okay, I said, don't worry. Send that to me. So the girl came to me. I said, okay. Write all the courses. You know, that's what I do. I'm very open. I said, yeah, follow me to the this office. Oh yeah, bring all the script out. I want to see. Wow. Five courses he did not even attend. No attendance. No attendance. He did not even write. The other one. One page she will submit. Empty something. Empty head. Same yesterday. 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 Same yesterday. Here in this place. In the last days, Apostle Paul says, perilous time shall come. Men shall be unthankful, unthankful, unholy, unthankful, unholy. He said, perilous time comes when people become unthankful. They'll be frustrated. Your frustration begins when you refuse to thank God for what God has given you, no matter how little. You thank God for life. Thank God for people that God has used to surround you. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your children. Thankfulness is what guarantees fulfillment. Never you take anybody for, for liberty. For granted. I say, after all, they're supposed to do it. Why do I supposed to do it? If I don't do it, what will you do? Nobody hold you anything. If God sent anybody to favor you under grace, you still thank them. Ruth was faithful by Boaz. Boaz had had something about Ruth and decided to reward. The Bible says, Ruth bowed down, knelt down, and thanked Boaz and said, Why have you decided to favor me? And when she thanked him very well, Boaz instructed his men 
Ruth chapter 2 verse 16, leave bundles for her on purpose. There's a way thankfulness increases your affairs. John chapter 3 verse 26, Jesus multiplied bread where he had given thanks. Wherever you want fulfillment, you thank God for it. There is nothing that is small for God to bless. No money is small for God to bless. No job is small for God to bless. No health is small for God to bless. In fact, nothing is small when God is involved. He fed 5,000 with two small fishes and five loaves of bread. Only by thanking God. That's what God is telling you. Even if your salary is 5,000, thank God and say, Lord, thank you for this job. Thank you for my life. Thank you because I'm able to see the end of the month. Don't get to the end of the month and begin to complain. Live a life of thankfulness. Don't come to church and complain. Find something to thank God for. That's something. Thank God for the sermon. Thank God for the song. Thank God for all those food that God has placed in the church. The church is not your house. It's the church of God. And if you don't know how to thank God for the house of God, you will not thank God for anybody in your house. They will wash the dish, you will not be thankful. They will sweep the ground, you will not be thankful. The house will be neat, you will be complaining. Why? Because one queer. Somebody said to me, <laughs> My wife said, Did you notice that lady that you give money? She never thanked you. I went to camp because the father called me and said, my daughter is in there. Please, I'd like you to see her. And I said, oh, your daughter is in there. Okay, I'm on my way. And there's no far from here now. So my wife said, oh, the daughter of your friend is in there. Oh, yeah, let's go. We went together. I think we even went with uh, Satokwe. And we called somebody that we know. They were already in a uh, recess. You know, this is their hostel. You know, it's difficult for you to see them. So we started mentioning her name, calling, and they were looking for her everywhere. I was truly super excited. To see her because I've not seen her for a long time. She was happy to see me. So and we're going. My wife said, Ah, no, no, this company, you have to give her something to use for Shuyana, you know, in the evening, they normally buy a lot of things. I said, oh, Yeah, come, come, come. I gave her 2000 used to buy anything. And let me know when you finish. Then I'll come and pick you. And the next day, my wife asked me, Has that girl called you to thank you? I said, I didn't even think. She has not called you. As her father called to thank you. I said, he didn't call. He said, they're supposed to thank you. I said, that is a sign to something very bad. If she cannot be thankful. Later, I get to know her very close. She said to me, that whether people give me things, or they don't give me things, I don't care. There are people like that though. If you like, give me. If you like, don't give me. I don't thank anybody. He said, even with my father, if he like, let him send money when I was in school. There is no problem. If he does not send, I don't ask. And I don't thank anybody. I said, that's why your life is like this. They will always give you leftover. You cannot live a fulfilled life until you have the spirit of thankfulness for everything that you have enjoyed. Has not been to few, to be everybody, to everybody around your life, because there is nothing that is actually free in life. Somebody has worked for it. There is nothing that is actually free.
If you enter a car, somebody give you a lift. Somebody pay for the fuel. Come on, somebody pay for it. You didn't pay for it. There is nothing that is free. If you are under a service like this and fan is body, everything, somebody actually pay for it. Everything you see in life that you enjoy for free, there is a price behind it. And that's why you have to be grateful to God. Even your life, you are bought with a price, which is the precious blood of Jesus. That is why anyone that is complaining or more money is an enemy of God. The easiest way to live a happy and fulfilled life is to be thankful for small things and more will be added to you. Peter had an affair of fishes and he was grateful. He bowed down, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of what you have given me. And God said, I will promote you. I will make you fishers of men. That is how men goes up. Men move up by thankfulness, not by murmuring. Murmuring kill the spirits, kill the spirit of a giver, create a toxic environment, and destroy your life eventually. The way to live is to be out. The moment you are thankful, you will discover certain mentality will enter you. You want to protect whatever God has given you. When I begin to thank my wife for her contribution to my life, she wants to give more. When I begin to thank my children for the obedience, for what they do, how they make me happy, they want to do everything to please me. That is how thankfulness is. If you thank anybody, they will give more. When you stop thanking God or thanking people, you will discover the environment will change. And Things will begin to live your life sooner than you expect it. Thank God for everything. Thank God for your life. Thank God for the gift of grace. Thank God for all you enjoy. Thankfulness is what guarantees fulfillment. Grace upon your faith. I'll give you the next one we are praying. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Lord Jesus, I am thankful and grateful for this earth that you have given me. I am thankful and grateful for my family that you have given me. I am thankful and grateful for the job that you have given me. I am thankful and grateful for this great country you have given me. I am thankful and grateful for this church. I am, if you are not thankful for it, anything you don't thank God for will live your life. Remember all those that are important to you. If your health is important to you, thank God for it. If it does not matter to you, for you to thank God for it, then you want to, you are telling God that, Lord, if you don't do it for me, I don't care. Go ahead and tell God and say, Lord, I am thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful for the journey so far. Thankful and grateful for year 2023. Thankful and grateful for all the successes I've recorded. I will not murmur. I will not complain. I will be thankful. For my achievement in life, I'll be thankful. I will not join my enemy to complain. Rather, I will be thankful. I will be grateful. In the name of Jesus, what you have done in my life is good enough. I am happy. I am blessed. I am fulfilled. Lord Jesus, I am thankful. I am grateful. I receive the spirit of gratitude 
I chase away the spirit of murmuring. I will not murmur or complain. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For all of you that are here today, there is something special I want to give you. You are going to tell God, when people remember me, they will remember my thankfulness. There are two things that people remember you for. They will remember you for your complaint. People that complain, they, compl they don't even know when they complain against somebody that can punish them for complaining. They don't know. If your mouth, they complain. You won't know when you use your mouth to war off. Somebody that can punish you for complaining. You won't know when you complain in their presence. You are going to pray to God that anyone that will remember me in this church all the days of my life, they will remember me for thankfulness. Nobody will remember me for more money or complain in the name of Jesus. In that, I would rather pray than murmur or complain. I receive grace to be thankful for the blessing of God upon my life. In the name of Jesus, when people remember me, they will remember me for thankfulness. In the name of Jesus. <coughs> In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Raise your two hands for everyone again. Say, Father, I am under grace. Sin will not have dominion over me. I will enjoy favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, you will show mercy on whom you will show mercy. Grace factor will work for me. It may not work for many people, but it will work for me in this school. It will work. I will not die prematurely. Grace factor will work for me. No arrow form against me shall prosper. Grace factor will work. Open your mouth and pray. Grace of Jesus will work for me. No, if you can't pray for yourself, what do you expect me to do? Pray for yourself. <laughs> if I travel because of grace, I will return. If I put my hand upon a job, Lord Jesus, I will, re I will, I will have results. In the mighty name of Jesus, all my letters that have gone out, they will receive positive reply because of grace. Grace will make my life easy. I will be surrounded with favor. Grace factor will work for me. Irrespective of my background, you better pray very well. We are not playing here. Pray and pray. I say, Lord, I am under grace. I am under grace. I will not be struggling. Grace factor will open doors for me. We make my life easy. Your grace will connect me. Your grace will help me. Your grace will give me speed. Your grace will break the yoke of stagnation. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are going to pray one more prayer. And we are going to take the communion. You are going to pray for all the labor of your hand. That the Lord will give you good reward. Reward normally bring joy and fulfillment. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, for every labor of my hand, I want good reward. Some of you are not praying. That means your, your enemy is actually doing you. You have labor in life. Lord, give me good reward. You are reading, you are studying, you are working. You are investing. Lord, I receive good reward. The Bible says he will see the reward of his labor and his soul will be satisfied. I will not labor in vain. In the name of Jesus, I will see the result and reward of my labor. You have come here to church to labor in the world. Tonight, I will have reward for my labor. My coming to church will not be a waste of time 
a waste of effort and we have something to sow in the mighty name of Jesus as I'm listening I receive reward maximum compensation maximum reward for service in the mighty name of Jesus I will not be disgraced I will see the result of my labor and my soul be satisfied my prayer will not be in vain my taking holy communion will not be in vain all my labor shall not be in vain in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I will see the reward of my labor in Jesus mighty name we have prayed we have coming we are coming here tonight to enjoy what Jesus has done so and I want the ministers to come and take the communion you are going to say Lord Jesus you suffer so that I may enjoy as I take the holy communion let me enjoy what you have suffered for now your minister please come Yeah. 